Well, good morning. Um, for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Luke Elledge. I'm Dave's son. I am not the teaching pastor of the Bluff Church. <laughs> I am today, but our regular teaching pastor is at a family event, and so he asked me to fill in today. Um, so usually preaching's a little bit better, so if you're new, don't get worried. It's usually a little bit better than this. Um, so we are in the series Thriving in the Storm, and as we know, we go through a lot of storms in life. As a personal storm that my wife and I went through was we were living in Kansas City, we were not making a lot of money, and we just found out that we were pregnant. And I could make this story longer than we are going to sit here today, but long story short, we moved back home. That's why I'm here today. And we are expecting our second child, which praise God on that. But God will use situations that you're not expecting and bring great things out of it. And in Acts 8, 1 through 8, we have an example of that. And Saul approved of his execution. This is speaking about... Um, Stephen, who was stoned as a servant of God. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church of Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church, and entering house after house, he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds were, with one accord, paid attention to what was being said by Philip. And when they heard him, they saw and saw the signs that he did for unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. Now, in this passage we see a lot of persecution of the church. People are being killed, people are being put in prison, People are entering Saul, who we could spend a month on Saul, but uh, he was entering houses and pulling people out, and they were taking them to jail just because they were Christians. If that's not a storm of Christianity, I don't know what is. And there are so many directions we could take this passage but what really stuck out to me when I read this was 
it wasn't the apostles or what we would think of today as our pastors. So it wasn't Dave, it wasn't Mason who really grew the church. It was the members. So to think about that, it's, it comes down to you, me, all of us sitting here to grow the church. That's something that is a huge responsibility, but it's something that we have to take serious. So, something that I think about is how do we find opportunities in the storm? Well, start out small. As a church, we have a lot of opportunities. Yesterday, as we mentioned, we built 40 beds in less than four hours for Sleep in Heavenly Peace. If you don't think that's reaching out to this community, that, that is a huge thing. And I'm so proud of my dad for starting this chapter and Doug for being a huge advocate for it. I love, I love that, you guys. I mean, I don't think you guys get enough recognition for it from the community or from us, but thank you. And we have bread shed that we help out with. Obviously, that's not our ministry, but we go, we help. We have members that are there every time that's there. We have, is it once a month or once every other month that we... (laughs) But we cook for them on some Sundays, and that is an amazing thing because some of those families might not have a meal that Sunday. So it's just something beautiful that, as a church, we can do. Then Friday nights at home football games, we pick up for the church for the football games. I mean, those guys that, and women that work there, they'd be there all day all night if they had to go through and clean that up, but just a few people volunteering, we get it done in 20, 30 minutes. So it's not, it doesn't have to be something that changes the world. It could be somebody, something that changes one person's world. So just take that into consideration. I mean, we're not in charge of changing everything around us, but we can change something for somebody around us. Now, we also have some service teams here at the church. The people that greet you at the door, shake your hand, give you a big smile. That's something that not every church does. I've been to churches where I walk in and People just stare at me like, you've never been here before. What, what are you doing here? And I, I get it, not the prettiest face to see, so I don't blame them. But as a church, 
welcoming somebody new in, that could be the difference of them giving a church a chance or not. So to everybody on a service team, thank you. I'm I know that I speak for everybody here. We appreciate that you take that extra time on a Sunday to say hello to somebody that you've never seen here before. And to all of our members who take that upon themselves, even if you're not serving, thank you. This is a church that I am happy to call my church because I see a serving heart in everybody here, and that is something that you don't see everywhere. So thank you to you guys as a church. Now, as individuals, we have a lot of opportunities as well. You might have somebody that doesn't believe in Christ that works with you. You don't have to beat them over the head with the Bible. Just live your life as the Bible tells you. If you can show them that you're different from the world, you can change their lives because they'll want to be like you. Now, they might never ask you, why are you different? But if they do, you can tell them about Christ that way. And you can open up their eyes. You can change their lives. Now, you might get a chance to actually invite them. They might come, and they might have a new family. That's something beautiful to me. So, how do we grow the church? Well, there's an old saying that actions speak louder than words. So, live your life in accordance to Jesus. You don't have to go out and get crucified, literally. I don't think we can actually ask that of you. Pretty sure that would be against the law. But if you live in a way that reflects Christ, you will make a difference. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a trained preacher. I'm not great at this. And I don't come up with long sermons as Mason does. He knows how to do that. I, I can just have a conversation with you, even though it's one-sided. But you don't have to be somebody that will come out and preach. It can be done just the way you live your life. You see someone having troubles loading their groceries into their car at Walmart. Now, right now, they might not want your help. <laughs> so not a great op option at the moment, but you can, make, you can make a difference right there. I mean... Any time that you show the world you're different, you are making a difference. 
So, Stephanie, it's your turn to come make a difference. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that I don't, I don't make the best sermons. I'm sorry. And... Uh, But, like I said, this is why we have a church with a serving heart. Because if somebody's first time is today, I don't think I'm going to be the difference in their lives. <laughs> but some, somebody here showing them an open, loving church, that can be the difference in their lives.
kind of impromptu. The Lord was talking to me and I was thinking about Luke getting up here and preaching and that's not, you know, his thing and he did a great job. Um, and it's about being obedient to what God wants us to do. And yesterday, you know, we went and built beds and we were with different churches and I looked around and it was, I was so blessed at seeing all these people that we go to church with and people that me and Brent used to go to church with coming in unity together to do something for other people and what a blessing to get to do that but I was sitting there and do I know how to make beds no I have no idea how to make beds I just show up and they tell me to, what to do so I'm sanding these boards And it was so crazy because the Lord, as I'm sanding these boards, they're all splintery. And some of these boards are just like, you look at them, I'm thinking, gosh, how am I going to sand this board? Because it's just got all this stuff. And I thought, I need to just throw this one away because there's no way I'm going to get all these thorns and stuff out of this because it's just not. And as I'm doing that, the Lord said, I don't throw this this trash away. I don't throw these away. The thorns sticking out. Think about how we look and how messed up we are. And do you think the Lord looks at us and says, me and that piece is too bad. We're just going to throw that one out. And as I'm doing that, it was so, the Lord showed me that, that he doesn't throw us out when we're too, he's sanding on us and he's sanding on us and he's sanding and he's not going to quit until we are where we need to be. 
and that was just profound to me that he used just that piece of wood and I'm like wow thank you Lord that you don't throw me out because I'm so splintered up and so messed up you keep sanding on me and you keep sanding on me and working on me so I just wanted to share that with you because the Lord just kept laying that on my heart this morning to share with you and I'm so like Luke said I am so proud of this church I am so proud to look out and I love each of you and it's such a blessing to come in here and, and people wrap their arms around you and love on you and you don't get that everywhere and what a blessing it is to be a part of this body. I love you guys. Sorry. <laughs> I have an old friend that has a saying that, um, you know, you usually hear God works in mysterious ways. He always says God works in mischievous ways. I think he does sometimes. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's kind of funny how God works things out sometimes. And one thing leads to another, to another, to another. And it's just happenstance. No, it's not. God's in control. God has a plan. He's got a plan for everything. We, and um, as Luke was preaching, and even as Janie was talking, I was thinking about a scripture from Matthew 25. I won't read the whole thing, but it's scripture where it's talking about what's going to happen in the end times and when God comes to judge. And he talks about there that God's going to separate the sheep from the goats. And he's going to place the goat, the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And it says, The king will say to those on his right, Come, you have inherited, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom of, that was prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. And I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the people, the sheep, will say to the king when did that happen when were you in prison when were you naked and we gave you clothes when were you hungry and we fed you and Jesus says when you've done it to the least of these you've done it unto me and there's a beautiful beautiful picture there that the things the broken piece of wood that we we would throw away he Jesus would take it and do something with the the bed that we make you know out of lumber he would take that into a home and bless that. As we make a meal and give that to someone, he will take that and bless it. And it's done in his name. And it's just amazing what he can do. I've been a little reminiscent the last few weeks when we start thinking about our 10-year anniversary coming up here in a few weeks. And just the idea that when God, when God laid this church on Doug Osborne and by heart 10 years ago, idea was a church that would serve its community and love its community love each other I mean when we talk about every week love God and love people that's what it's all about it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to be more than that but it's just about serving our father in heaven and serving our brothers across the street and that's what we're all about all right all right there's your sermon love you guys Let's pray together and we'll be dismissed, all right? God, we love you. We thank you for the chance this morning just to hear you speak, Father, in our hearts. And just to know that uh, how blessed we are to be able to follow you. How blessed we are to have Christ as our Savior. To have his spirit living in us and allowing us, empowering us to love you and to love our fellow 
uh, human beings that we come into contact with every day. And as Luke said this morning, Father, the way that that's lived out is a testimony every day, wherever we're at, at work, at school, wherever we go, Father. Help us to be a testimony for you this week as we go. Help us to love you and to love our fellow persons. Father, we love you and we give uh, this week to you. Empower us in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys next week.